The doctrine of Buddhism was good for soothing the pain and misery caused by wars and turmoil. The high-ranking monks knew that they had to gain government support to survive and thrive, whilst the rulers relied on Buddhism to divert the general public's attention away from social difficulties and suffering. The two systems were mutually supportive, and they worked well together in the Northern Wei dynasty in China. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. Previously, we discussed how the nomadic Northern Wei dynasty's rulers vigorously pushed their whole society to embrace the more advanced Han Chinese culture, wanting to become more sinicized so it could better stabilize its control over Northern China. At that time, Buddhism was already widespread across the northern part of China, and there was an established nationwide Buddhist network and hierarchy. Thriving Buddhism led to more cave construction in Dunhuang. Cave 259 was constructed during the turbulent Northern Wei period, but there is no record of precisely when. The cave is famous for the smile of the meditating Buddha, an artistic work created 1,000 years earlier than the well-known Mona Lisa's smile. This cave has a square chamber with a flat ceiling at the back. It has a gable ceiling at the front, just like Cave 257 we discussed in the last episode. The east wall and part of the south wall had collapsed, but had subsequently been restored. In the main niche on the west wall are two identical Buddhas seated together. Attention, please! Two Buddhas seated side by side is one of the most commonly seen combinations in Buddhist sculptures and paintings. It was already a very popular theme in the northern dynasties, and this pair is the earliest example found. In Dunhuang, the two Buddha figures, each about 1.4 meters tall, represent the present Buddha Shakyamuni and the past Buddha Prabodharatna. According to the Lotus Sutra, one of the most famous Buddhist scriptures, after entering into Nirvana, a state of freedom from all sufferings, Prabodharatna, the past Buddha. Made a vow that whenever a Buddha gave a discourse on the Lotus Sutra, he would manifest himself before that Buddha to verify the truth of the Lotus Sutra. So, when Shakyamuni was giving his discourse on the Sutra, the past Buddha manifested inside a stupa, and the magic stupa arose from under the earth, hanging in mid-air. In this way, the past Buddha showed his support to the present Buddha. And he invited the latter to come inside. When Shakyamuni Buddha entered the stupa, he sat side by side with Prabodharatna in one Dharma throne to demonstrate that they are equals, and continued the preaching. The importance of the doctrines of the Lotus Sutra was emphasized by the approval of the past Buddha. Also, the Buddha from the past symbolizes the infinite nature of Buddha. Each of the two Buddha statues of Cave 259 has his own halo, mandala, and canopy decorated with triangular valances, 
which were popular features at the time. The two Buddhas are in identical poses, with right hand held upwards, palm faced outwards, fingers together, and arm bent at the elbow. In Buddhism, this typical mudra, or hand gesture, of preaching symbolizes dispelling of fear. On their robes can be seen clay lines which are parallel and ridged and gently waved. The visual style resembles Gandhara art which is from Central Asia. Worth mentioning is the blue pigment used in the flame pattern backlight of the Buddha in Cave 259. It is the most expensive of all the pigments found in the Magao grottoes. It is called lapis lazuli and is polished from sapphires produced in Afghanistan. After more than 1,500 years, the blue colour has not changed a bit and looks very bright and glowing. Now let's come to another highlight of Cave 259. On the east side of the north wall, near the entrance, there is a meditating Buddha statue, less than one metre in height. It is one of the masterpieces in the Magao grottoes. The Buddha is in the lotus position and is well preserved. If you practice yoga, you would be very familiar with the lotus position. This is a classic yoga pose in which the practitioner's feet are each placed on their opposite thigh. This cross-legged sitting pose is actually a meditation pose from ancient India and is widely used in Buddhist art. Let's take a close look at this Buddha in meditation. He has more Chinese characteristics, with a round face, large and long ears hanging down to the shoulders. He sits straight and wears a crimson cassock. This statue is well structured. The face and upper body are meticulously carved, making it look delicate and lifelike. The most breathtaking part is the Buddha's facial expression. His eyes are slightly downcast under the bent eyebrows. The corners of his mouth are slightly curled and his lips are half moon-shaped, with a serene and heartfelt smile, showing that he is immersed in deep meditation. He smiles in a calm and mysterious way. Meditation has become a popular practice for many adults, or even millennials nowadays, to reduce pressure and to obtain inner peace and happiness. This spiritual practice has a history stretching back over thousands of years. Back 1500 years ago, sitting or seated meditation was the main method practiced by monks in northern China during the Northern Wei Dynasty. The practice of mental concentration will lead, ultimately, through a succession of stages to the final goal of spiritual freedom, nirvana. When practicing meditation, you often do not eat or drink for a long time. The main focus is to meditate and get rid of all distractions in your thoughts. For most people, this method is obviously painful, but a true meditator when they reach a certain state in sitting meditation, naturally produces a joyful feeling in their heart. This smiling Buddha of Cave 259 is expressing this ultimate state of meditation.
He has different appearances when one looks at him from different angles. His high eyebrows, upturned lip corners, and slightly downward-looking eyes all seem to tell the visitors that all troubles shall pass. Why worry? His particular smile is one of the most attractive and innovative traits of the Northern Way Buddhist sculptures, indeed the best in the whole of the Dunhuang Mugao complex, which makes this statue one of the most outstanding examples found in global Buddhist art. People also call him the Mona Lisa of the East. But this statue was actually crafted more than a thousand years earlier than da Vinci's painting masterpiece. Meditation practice, originally from India, is a particularly important activity for Buddhist followers of all schools. It was an incredibly significant theme in the caves constructed in the Northern Dynasties period. So far, it has only been possible to make approximation as to when the earliest caves were built, but with another cave, 285, that changes. It's the earliest cave for which a precise date is known. Join us for our next episode to examine the stories and artistic works of Cave 285. As we will see, it not only showcases Buddhism, but presents its legends in an increasingly Chinese style. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and Sanliang Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. If you like the show, do give us a five-star rating or a review. I'm Graeme Stevens. See you next time on Why We Love Dunhuang.